History has been made, folks. Two bold predictions at the same time by the king of bold predictions. Let's all celebrate me, Austin Ward. Boo. Oh, that wasn't the response we were hoping for. That's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. These are Bold Peas on a Freaky Friday edition of the podcast daily. Yes, Lincoln Keenholz did play. Yes, Marvin Harrison did have three touchdowns. I'm feeling good. Now let's get ready for Ohio State, Minnesota. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't we decide that the Lincoln Keenholz one didn't count as a bold nope. prediction? Nope, it did not. No, he, he no you were the king last week. No, I didn't. No, he wasn't. We had a co <laughs> cohabitated kingdom. I don't know what that's called. Shared wow. monarchy. Shared monarchy. Yeah. I uh, I did not find it particularly bold at the time, and I find it even less so after the fact. Well, I thought it was important that sometimes we add a little insight to what's going on to the program in addition to bold peas. Burn made it the week when before. I made it the week before without having the extra insight. That was bold. How does that make it more bold one week before if I... Because the week before, we didn't know that Tristan Jebbia couldn't lift his arm and because we thought Devin Brown was close <laughs> to playing. This week, it was it was a no-brainer. Sounds like sour grapes to me. Sorry. Whatever. Make I'll better bold peas. Good. Do it. <laughs> did, you just, did you just dab? No. No, he put an L on his forehead. <laughs> I thought I thought that you watched. I think you should leave, but I guess you don't. Um, Bill, kick it off. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to start with this one. I think Chip Trainum will rush for 100 yards in this game for the first time in his Ohio State career and only the second time of his entire college football career, which goes back to 2020. He had a 100-yard rushing game that year for Arizona State, I believe, against UCLA. That's the only time he's ever gone over 100. He had 83 against Michigan for Ohio State last year. Um, otherwise, has not gotten very close uh, while playing for the Buckeyes. But I think we are seeing Ohio State want to make sure that Trevion Henderson gets to the Michigan game at full health. I thought, like, even last week, it felt like they were splitting that workload rather early in the game and were doing some of the two-back stuff with Chip and Xavier Johnson. Uh, I think that continues this week. Like, you get a, a nice dose of Trevion early, but a large chunk of the game, I think, and a large chunk of the rushing attempts will fall to Chip Trainum, who I can see having somewhere around 15 carries, perhaps even more than that, if this game is like really out of hand and all Ohio State wants to do is run out the second half. I, I think that's on the table. But even if he can get 15, I think he can turn 15 carries into 100 rushing yards against this Minnesota defense. So Chip's going to hit triple digits for the first time as a Buckeye. Woo! I don't know that we've seen Chip like taking that next step with the ball in his hands over the last, you know, six games or so. So I think that is bold because he has looked um, a a little bit like not having explosion and when he's had the ball in the last uh, couple months. Yeah, he has um, against so Penn State it was two point four yards per carry. Wisconsin was two point two. Rutgers was three yards per carry, and then last week he had seven for thirty five. So a little better last week. So, but I mean, by that rationale, you're going to need him to get 20 carries this week. Right? Yeah, like, I think I think he's going to get like a 15 to a 15 to 20. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, that's a bold prediction. Yeah. Thank you. It's not for you to decide that, Berm. Too late. I already did. It's, it's bolder than saying Lincoln Keenholz will play. I'll tell you that much. True. Had it ever happened before? Let me ask you that. Had it? <laughs> no. It's a fair point. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> 
Off with Berm's head. And on to his prediction. I'm protesting. Um, <laughs> here's bold. Uh, Carnell Tate will have multiple touchdowns and 100 yards uh, on Saturday. It'll be his first multi-touchdown game and his first 100-yard game as an Ohio State Buckeye. And the launching point of what is going to be the go-to receiver for Ohio State over the next two seasons until he goes off to the NFL uh, after his junior year. So uh, I really, I've really i been thinking all week about Emeka Abuka and talking about it, how I think Ohio State needs to almost force like him to back into the rhythm of things. And as we get closer to this weekend's game, I, I think more and more like if he's not 100%, don't play him and let Carnell Tate go out there and do his thing. Uh, he has obviously been a guy that Brian Hartline and Ryan Day trust. I think this is the type of weekend where you're going to see Marvin, if the Buckeyes handle business out of the game early, maybe middle of the second quarter, halftime, uh, and then you let Carnell go out and do his thing. Um, and I think 100 plus and two scores or more for Carnell Tate to to officially introduce him to the national media who isn't really hip to him yet. I think that's the difficult balance, right, Berm, that you want everyone to be healthy next week, but Emeka probably needs reps to like get some of the rust off. Like I, I don't I don't envy some of that some of those decisions that Ohio State has to make because that's a delicate balancing act, probably more so this week than it was against Michigan State. Yeah, and with with a guy like Emeka, like you know, he's a professional. He has a professional mindset, so I don't think you worry. Like maybe he's not doing as much as he could be during the week to get ready. I know that the game is different than practice, and being ready for physical contact and all that stuff is different. But uh, I I know that Emeka Abuka is working his tail off Sunday through Friday um, to get himself into football conditioning shape. So I I just don't worry about it as much with a guy like him as I would someone else. So. I think that's why you just let Carnell go out there and, and do his thing. So I don't think that Ohio State has any real concern about Mike Hall's availability for the game next week, but I do think that he's probably going to fall into that category of caution and potentially being held out against Minnesota. And if that's the case, you're going to be dipping into that defensive tackle depth again, and I think that is where Hero Canoe has taken the biggest strides for Ohio State over the last month. And even it's like last week that was still only about 10 snaps for him. But I think that might be double against Minnesota in the way that they try to run the football. And I think that Hero Canoe is going to have five tackles in this game and two of them will go for a loss. So this, like it. Uh, you know, be the most productive game of his career. He had a sack off the bench earlier in the year. We saw a couple of the big plays over the last three weeks. One at Wisconsin that really flashed and Bill wrote about that at OhioState.Rivals.com. Uh, I think there's I think there's more coming for him in Ohio State needs that i think the the situation for me is a little bit different when i talk about the rotation with the end play and tackles like the the physicality and the grind in there is a little bit different i think you probably need four to and to help take some of the weight off of tyler williams shoulders i believe right now he's got the fourth highest snap count on the team i never would have imagined that that would be uh, a potential possibility for ohio state this year for tyler williams specifically but if you can add in a little bit more whether that's uh, Jaden McKenzie or, or Hero Canoe or uh, you know Caden McDonald, like do that. I think Hero Canoe is probably the closest of the bunch. Seems like it, yeah. And his, I think his snap count's gone up every week the last three weeks, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. that's a good pick because I think he's I think he's going to play a lot because they're a little shorthanded at tackle, but also you know I th- I think you want to get Tyleek Williams and probably Ty Hamilton out of the game as early as you can. So I can see Hero Canoe playing like 25, 30 snaps in this game. Right. I think you also have to start preparing, don't you, for what Michigan does when they have seven offensive linemen out there 
yeah. you're going to need to to see exactly how these guys can handle uh, that bunch. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Ohio State with some five man fronts this weekend just to start preparing for that. Yeah, I, I think Minnesota's a, all things considered, not their level of productivity, but like the style of play, it's it's probably pretty useful for Ohio State to have this be, you know, the final tune up or the warm up before the game. Yeah, I, I think even in a funny way, seeing Rutgers too over this over this back stretch, I think helps too because any team basically that's going to put two tight ends on the field and run the ball every play, <laughs> I, think, I think is useful. <laughs> that's what Minnesota is going to going to try to do. I think uh, I believe that, and that's actually I went back and looked at this. It's kind of blew my mind. Uh, I believe that Ohio State will throw for four hundred yards in this game, and when it does, it will be the first time it's done that since September seventeenth of last year against Toledo. No way. Yeah. Yeah. CJ didn't didn't have the year. I mean, the numbers wise that he did in 2021. So it's crazy. He got close. He threw for 377 against, or the Ohio State threw for 377 against Michigan State. And there was a couple other games in the 300s. But yeah, they didn't. They only threw for 400 against Toledo last year, which I I did not remember. Um, I think it happens in this game. Michigan State, or Michigan State, Minnesota's past defense has looked suspect against really anybody it's played that can throw the ball even a little bit. Um, 400 yards allowed to UNC, 400 yards allowed to North- Northwestern, which is the one I really have in my head when I make this prediction because that's kind of mind-blowing that they could do that. But they almost gave up 300 to Illinois and, and gave up a bunch to Purdue last week. I don't think this is all Kyle McCord. I don't, I don't think he plays enough to get to 400 himself. Um, maybe he sets a new career high. He did, he did so last week with 335, I think it was. Um, I could see him eclipsing that against this Minnesota defense. And then I think whether it's Lincoln Keenholz or, or maybe we see Devin Brown if he's healthy enough, I think some combination there can get them the extra, you know, 60 to 70 yards maybe that Ohio State might need to get to 400 yards passing probably by the end of the third quarter. Um, and then we just see Ohio State kind of run the ball out the rest of the way. But his passing offense needs to continue building on what it, what it started last week. Even if it's against a, a subpar defense, I think the confidence matters. And I think Ryan Day will, will be eager to build on it. Do you guys think it's important that Devin Brown play this weekend? Because I do. I think that heading into Ann Arbor, knowing how physical that game's going to be, knowing that maybe there will be a propensity for some dirty stuff happening after plays and ankle twists and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's kind of important that Devin Brown, if he's able to go this weekend, get some reps. I think that's the that's the real question, right? I mean, he did not look capable of defending himself or moving before the game last week. Now, Wednesday night... He did some running after practice that we saw. He looked markedly improved over what uh, we could compare to on Saturday. So maybe that is a a sign in the right direction. But uh, if the decision is, do you have to get him reps at all costs and and risk that with him being close because you're trying to prepare him? Or does he already have enough game reps from September and uh, practice reps whenever he's been able to get them healthy? that Ohio State feels good enough about that and would rather him be closer to 100% without putting any strain on that. I, I think that's – he falls into the same situation. Of like, that's a difficult decision, and I don't know which side that you should come down on. I would say my personal preference would probably be get him closer to full strength. He probably doesn't need reps against Minnesota, uh, but I, I could listen to your argument too. Like, I, I don't know that there's a right way. Uh, I would like to see it. I don't. I don't know – I don't know that we will. I, I'm still not sold on the idea of him being ready to do it. I know we saw him running on Wednesday, but 
I don't really know what that that means. Um, that is still a hefty, hefty brace on that man's ankle. It's, it's and a I, big asterisk. It's a big asterisk. Like if he's able to go, then then do it. But if if he's not, yeah, then don't don't risk it. Right. But I, I just do. I do think it's likely that there's going to be a moment on November 25th when a backup quarterback is going to be put into the game. So I just I, I think that there's what what's going to happen. What's going to happen? <laughs> I just think people are going to play dirty. That's all. That's all. I don't know what's going to cause it. Could be a photographer on the sideline. It could be a, an ankle twist. Who knows? I mean, could be a guy ripping off a, a shoe. Could be anything. We don't know. Like if there's a I shoe. Just, Isn't it uh, weird that we've seen all those things happen? <laughs> yeah, and they've all happened in Ann Arbor. So uh, I, it, it's it's likely. Uh, I think that you're going to see some some shenanigans. So um, I saw against Michigan State. The face of utter disappointment. And here it was. It was the fourth quarter. A photographer, we'll call him me, walking behind the Ohio State bench. I look and I see a player leaning backward on the bench, looking frustrated and annoyed. And I say to him, you are this close. And he says to me, I don't want to talk about it during the middle of the game. (laughs) That player also forced a fumble at the end of the first half against Michigan State that nobody decided to take a look at for some reason, and that player is Caden Curry. And he was this close to getting a sack in the fourth quarter. He forced a fumble that no one looked at against Minnesota, and on Saturday against uh, against Michigan State, and on Saturday against Minnesota, he's going to have two sacks, and he's going to get them because I saw the face of a man who was very disappointed that he did not get home and that he did not get the opportunity that he earned in the first half by forcing a fumble. And this week, Caden Curry is going to get dose sackos. Mm. Wow. That, that's insight you can't get anywhere else. I didn't know you were having conversations with players out on the field. When you're <laughs> what, else, what else do they say? <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but like it, the game was out of hand and everyone's resting and they just come off the field. And you very rarely actually make eye contact because they're all so focused on other things. Mm. But he just happened to look back, and I said, "You were this close." And he said, "I don't want to talk about it." And I'm like, "Okay, my bad. Don't look at me. Don't." I'm listen, myself. listen, Coach Berm. I don't want to hear it. All right, <laughs> so save it for the film study. He, he, he's been so close m- so many times this year. This is the weekend he hits home twice. And so and Purdue's Purdue's quarterback, whose name I am not going to try to pronounce, uh, is going to be the recipient you know the recipient of two Caden Curry sacks. That's pretty bold because they're playing Minnesota. Yeah, that'd be wild yeah. if we have to see Purdue play again. <laughs> yeah. See Purdue's name Purdue's quarterback, I can pronounce his name. Uh but I'm not going You're to. talking about the Greek rifle Athan Kaliak Manis. The Greek rifle Athan Kaliak um, yeah that guy. Galakanukas. Galakanukas. Zach Galifianakis. Hank Mardukas and is my best friend. That quarterback is going to find himself between two defensive ends, but one of them is going to be sacking him, and that is Caden Curry multiple times. I like how this week we've got two story times with Coach Berm. One live on Saturday on the sideline trying to coach a little bit more and tell and encouraging Caden Curry how close you are. And then the other is a Monday film review with Lincoln Keenholz. <laughs> Just never know what you're going to get. Do you also point your camera at the opposing sideline to get some signals or not? Is that No, I never actually look at the opposing sideline during the game. If you go through all of our photos, uh, which people can't because they're on on our private, you know, uh, account, like you will never see photos of like the other team's coach or players or because I just don't care. That is true. I can't confirm that. Unless it's Greg Schiano, because then he comes over to the other (laughs) side. He he ends up on the Ohio State sideline every once in a while. So (laughs) 
this week, uh, next weekend in Ann Arbor, I will probably, uh, uh, never mind, won't be able to take pictures of Jim Harbaugh either. Sorry. No, he won't be there. I'm sorry. He's suspended. I was just, I was going to be like, next weekend I will. But if he's not there, then I can't take photos of him, obviously. What about Sharon Moore? Has your camera I mean, got good enough, a strong enough lens to get the tears? Or will that be fall by the wayside? I don't. He's going to cry one way or the other. And I, I just rather leave it alone. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I think on Saturday, we'll see a farewell and some tears from Steel Chambers and the emotion will get to him. And then he'll go out there. He'll force a fumble. He'll recover a fumble. He'll have a sack and he'll have an interception in this game. This is the Steel Chambers game. Uh, and I think what will be his last one in the horseshoe. It's been a rough year for him. It's not worked out the way I think that many of us thought where some of the conversation in August, at least with me, was like, well, you have an All-American in Tommy Eichenberg and an All-Big Ten performer in Steel Chambers. And that's not been the case. He's wound up in a little bit when fully healthy and more of a timeshare. Uh, with Cody Simon and those three guys rotating at linebacker. Um, I still think that he's a really important piece. Like, yeah, yes, he's not maybe played his best football. He's missed a few tackles. He's talked about um, eye discipline in the middle of the season, you know, contributing to a little bit of a funk for him. But some of the things that he does, which highlight his athleticism, when you turn him loose as a blitzer, I feel like that's a pretty good situation for Ohio State. When he drops into pass coverage, he can create problems, and I'm thinking about you know a play like the Peach Bowl uh, in that certain circumstance. Now, Minnesota's not going to throw it a lot, but I think that's maybe why if they get them in a weird circumstance that a linebacker could make a play. So I think he's going to stu- stuff the shat, shat, stat sheet. He's going to shat his what? <laughs> he's going to shat the stuff sheet. That's right. Berm got it right. He he translated. He's going to stuff the stats sheet there in go. senior day in the horseshoe. <laughs> I don't know why I tried to make it so hard on myself. I don't need to do any more. You just said he's going to play good. I know that would have sounded a lot better. He just than just I to soil himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that'll be the fifth thing. Would that make there it extra go. bold? Probably. I don't know. Probably. I'll remove that one. <laughs> make it stink. That's it's steel chambers. I'm 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 putting out a bold P for steel chambers. I like it. I like. Uh, I had a senior day themed one as well. Um, we don't. We don't know all of who is playing their final game yet in, in Ohio stadium. Um, and even if guys decide they want to walk, like Brian Hartline made a good point about this. Cause he was asked by Julian Fleming. He said like, if you are unsure, you should walk because you don't want to regret not doing it. If you decide later that you're going to, that you're going to leave. So um, maybe we will see some guys walk on senior day who end up being back next year, but a, a few that we know who won't um, are Xavier Johnson and Josh Proctor. I think both scored this week. Xavier Johnson, uh, we'll call it a rushing touchdown for Xavier. Maybe one of those uh, nifty reverse uh, orbit sweep things they like to run with him. I think he'll score on one of those. And then Josh Proctor will get a nice pick six, his second of the season, uh, to cap off what has been a, um, well, not to cap off the year, but to cap off a, a home slate, I guess, for a guy who's had a, a remarkable final year at Ohio State to, I don't know, kind of rewrite his career here, which is like, it's we've seen it happen before. This might be the most impressive um version of that with the way that he's impacted the defense this year and he will play this week ryan day said they expect him back so um even if that's a little bit of a shortened workload with again an eye toward the following week against michigan i think there will be opportunities there for for josh proctor and, and frankly other defensive backs to to get their hands on the ball eighth and cali menace has thrown seven picks this year um so that's a pretty high number and i think josh gets one and returns it to the house and joins xavier in a senior day send off with a couple of touchdowns i love that i one. did have josh proctor 
having a pick six on my list. It's right here. Prove it. I, I was going to say it. I was going to say it. I'm not going to do it now. I, that was my next choice. I didn't expect Bill to go there, but he did. That's because Bill's smart and he knows what's going to happen. Uh, that is true. Josh Proctor is going to have a pick six this weekend, but I'm not going to officially co-opt the bold P. That yeah. was my next pick. I want to be clear. <laughs> you could not be any more clear. So, were no, there I, any of us not going to pick Josh Proctor to have a pick yeah, six? Yeah, I was surprised I was able to. I was surprised I was now able I to have do to it pivot. Now I have to pivot. Um, pivot. Pivot. And do you want to think about it? I have one. Yeah, go ahead. I think Ohio State's going to block a pun on Saturday. Oh, Parker Fleming redemption game. I th- I think after hearing all this criticism, which apparently he was somehow unaware of, I don't believe that part, um, and Ohio State wanting to feel good about the, the kicking game and make something happen and erase at least one storyline, uh, I think Parker will dial up pressure. Ryan Day will allow him to dial up pressure. They want to get this game over with in the first half. One way to will do that. Will the players know that they're supposed to be pre- pressure i'm not predicting anything about the level of communication okay i think you know hopefully enough of them get the signal that it is a punt block and really you only need one only one guy needs to figure it out uh and go get it maybe maybe that's brandon ennis i don't know maybe it's uh you know cj hicks has done some stuff out there who else could go get one jermaine matthews has played a, some a good role on it's uh, Tate. that's who it's going to be Tate. okay well Oh, you're going full Olave in this game. Or right? Mitchell Melton. Mitchell Melton has been there close a few times, too. Uh, Arvell Reese uh, should have had one. Was that the Wisconsin game? Uh, Rutgers. Rutgers. Rutgers game. So, like, it's it's been there. Uh, it, it feels like Ohio State can dial up a punt block whenever it wants with the level of athletes that they have. And whether they're choosing to or not exe- executing, couldn't really tell you. But I think this is a week where... Going to be aggressive in the first half to get it over with. You can do that on special teams. Uh, there should have been a lot of extra attention on it to get it cleaned up. We'll see what happened after Parker Flynn. went back to his offense went, uh, office on Wednesday night and, and thought about our suggestions and Doug and I's conversations about what could happen to Ohio State in big games. And and I think that'll produce results. And then we'll take credit for it. Hmm. I like it. Okay. We're all coaching this. Well, I, I, I see your, your punt block and... I raise you a punt return for a touchdown by Jaden Ballard. Oh, no. Uh, Too far. He's, actually, he's been close. He's been close to breaking it the last couple of weeks, and I think he's going to pull one off this weekend. I really do. That's the one. First time since 2014, the nine-year drought is over on Saturday against Minnesota when Jaden freaking Ballard catches a punt and returns it for a touchdown. That is that. I, I'm, this is not like a cop-out. This is not me going, oh, I'm, he has been close the last couple of weeks. And he's just getting tripped up. Minnesota uh, is is going to feel the wrath, the wrath of Gene Ballard. And it happens this weekend. The first wow. punt return in a decade for Ohio State for a touchdown. And it's going to be a game where you get a block punt. I'll even see your block punt and say, I agree. And then you get the punt return and people are going to be like, hallelujah. This is just going to be a crowd just spontaneous. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow, wow. It's going to be amazing. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, I mean it's right as the as the sun begins to set. It's just gonna be it's gonna be a magical moment. And I hope people are ready for it. Like the sun's going down, but just warmth pouring out of everyone's heart, you know? All what is uh what's the weather report this weekend? Uh like forty two at game time, no wind, cold, no rain, just cold. 
All right. I'm surprised we made it this deep into the show without hearing from Brim Cantor. Have you guys gone outside today? We're recording this on Thursday, folks. It's like 70 degrees out, so unfortunately, we're not going to be able to just hold on to that for one more more day. I have a follow-up question because I know you have an answer to this. What's the weather look like in Ann Arbor next week? Like 28 <laughs> and potential for some, for some precipitation. So not, uh, it's going to be winter in Ann Arbor. Oh, mm. Winter is coming. Yes. Mm. going to be cold, but it's not here in Columbus yet. It's going to be a lovely weekend for big 10 football, Ohio state and Minnesota senior day festivities. Four o'clock is the kickoff. We, all three of us will be there uh, for full coverage. Bill will be back on snap judgments for the first time since the peach bowl nope the first time since (laughs) the game last year um yeah let me get that right as we uh, adjust a little bit so that uh you know bill and doug with their traditional post game they won't be going live right after the game they're going to push that back and they're going to start uh breaking down the vibes for the game that'll be 10 o'clock on saturday so bill will be on uh pregame and uh pregame keys and snappy jays with me and berm we'll have the notebook as well uh, and full coverage this weekend for Ohio State and Minnesota. Can't wait to be in there. I cannot believe it's the last time in the horseshoe for this year. It's come up fast, but we'll uh, make the most of it and enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to do it with these guys, Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Have a great weekend. We'll see you there.